Welcome back, Galactic Groovers. I'm Andrea Land, your grooving goddess, and I am so excited to be back in the groove of things, pun intended, and I'm even more happy to be releasing this wonderful conversation with Owen Hunt, life coach, comic actor, uh, fabulous human being, pursuer of knowledge, and creator and host of the collaborative podcast Blue Collar Mystics, and his stage name is Bootsy Greenwood, aka his stripper name. So I really think you're going to love this episode, and the funny part about it is we recorded it the day after Valentine's Day, and he is very sly at getting you to talk about yourself. So I listened at times wishing I would shut up, but we had such a wonderful conversation. I do not feel a bit bad about it. And the other thing that's kind of funny is as usual, when I'm delayed from doing something, there is always a damn good reason. And did I have a bunch of ridiculous life circumstances that slowed me down a bit since that time? Yes, I did. But in reality, I fully believe that this is coming out exactly when it was meant to, uh, that whole divine timing thing, because it's perfect for the energy we're in now, what's going on now, the transformations that are happening in people's lives, the momentum moving forward, all of those things. And I have a feeling you're going to enjoy everything he has to say. There's a lot of very funny moments. And I'm really happy that I fought the part of my brain that likes to poke at me with a stick and go, you need to edit that and release it. You need to edit that and release it. And I surrendered to the timing of things and knowing that whenever I really was like, yeah, today's the day to do that, that it would be just the right time. I want to add that Owen was also on Meow Podcast with my wonderful co-host and BFF, Serafina Blackman, which you can find on the social medias at Serafina Blackman and at Serafina Tarot on YouTube. She has a wonderful Patreon as well and, you know, check her out, but also check out this episode that we have with Bootsy Greenwood and Owen Hunt. And it's very funny because... One of the things that was so great about that episode of Meow Podcast is that Owen and I got a little heated in expressing our opinions and like, you know, just friendly discourse. And it was so wonderful to be able to have a difficult conversation or talk about something we both felt strongly about with it being just cool, you know? We expressed ourselves, we came to a resolution, and as always, we're happy to have had the conversation. So be sure to check out that episode as well up on YouTube at Meow Podcast. There's an ad later in the episode for that. Uh, we did get through our first year of Meow Podcast, so happy anniversary to us. I need to update some of the ads I recorded in January. And uh, the Patreon, yeah, Patreon is... 
Uh, let's see. Eight months old. Or no, almost uh, nine months old. I've had a bouncing baby Patreon. So um, I'm really excited to be back. I missed you all. And I have another episode that was recorded a while back that I need to edit and put out as well. Plus plenty to say on my own. Because as you know, I am a chatty Kathy. As long as I'm not a chatty Karen, I guess it's okay. Although, there are some really awesome Karens out there. (laughs) And you all know who I'm thinking about. Anyway, enjoy this wonderful conversation. And please go follow him everywhere. The podcast and on YouTube and all of the places. Um, Check out his comedy. He's truly been crushing it lately with his inspirational posts, his coaching stuff, as well as his ever-present sense of humor, and uh, I know you're going to love him as much as I do. Welcome back, Galactic Groovers. I am Andrea Land, your grooving goddess, and I'm so excited to have with me today uh, the online persona, Bootsy Greenwood, better known in his day-to-day life is Owen Hunt, um, fabulous podcaster, life coach, comedian, actor. I could go on for days. So I will just say welcome, Owen. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you, Andrea. It's a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Well, I know we've wanted to get together for a while, but both of us, uh, between our mutual projects, have been keeping keeping ourselves quite busy. <laughs> um, oh, and I was going to say, this is so funny. We're starting off with me apologizing to you, um, which you don't even know why, but I occasionally, I don't connect people with different things and I like stuff doesn't click. And so I went to go check out, um, you know, Blue Collar Mystic podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> and I realized, oh, this isn't a new project. (laughs) This has been going on for a while. So it is, it is new. It is new. Uh, I rebranded it. You know, I was doing the show and uh, I I thought the format could change and, you know, uh, so it's a little bit more of a party now, uh, but there are different styles of episodes that are going into that project. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I've all I've been wanting to change because before my podcast, I was just I was just interviewing people and it was under my uh, handle Bootsy Greenwood Bootsy Greencast was the name of the show because I didn't know what to call it. And I always was joking about how stupid the name was, you know, (laughs) it's like not only did I name it after myself, but I named it after myself. That is a different name than myself. So, you know, (laughs) who's ever going to find this? Um, and, uh, you know, the thing about podcasts, I think, is it's you want to have a name that kind of says what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a general good advice for anything, if it's business related or, you know, content or whatever it is. I mean, if you want to, you know, if you if you want people to understand what it is that you do, it's good to have a good name that represents that. So I believe Blue Collar Mystics really does represent, you know, what what my heart is and as well you know, the folks that I'm working with, I have uh, a lot of people who are also collaborating on the, on the project with me. And Mm -hmm. that's big, that's a big part of my heart anyway, is to just 
engage and try to incorporate as many uh, people into the show as is humanly possible. So, you know, we'll have a couple different guests on and I have people who are regulars on my co-host uh, James, who's the, who has a Sonic portal uh, on Instagram. You can check that out. It's amazing. Uh, we can talk about <laughs> that more later, but, uh, but you know, I'm really excited about just engaging and building a community. And so I consider myself to be a blue collar mystic, uh, but I know a lot of my friends and when we get together, we, we talk about this stuff. So I wanted to make it a little bit larger than myself. And, um, and so that's kind of what we're doing uh, with that project. I'm in love with it. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's beginning to develop and it, it's even crossed over into comedy and I think it will continue to do that. So, um, you know, that's kind of the gist of that. I did just rebrand it, but I, I didn't want to delete all the episodes that I had done previously because I felt like that would be a disservice. Um, because there's some amazing people that I somehow, got to interview, even though my podcast was poorly named. <laughs> and, okay, and, well, gosh, I had no idea that I was opening up this whole can of worms. <laughs> well, I, And so it makes more sense now. I don't feel as silly now for thinking that it was a new thing because it was semi a new thing, just a rebranding, but definitely awesome. I mean, I love the concept and I have really enjoyed listening for sure. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I just, I, I don't want you to feel bad. There's nothing to worry about or apologize for because yeah, it's definitely a rebrand <laughs> and um, something that I wanted to do for 2022. I'm really excited about this year and how things have began to come, come together over the past couple of years. You know, we experienced such a large shift in 2020. Uh, and uh, at first I was really uh, discouraged by it, but mm -hmm. ultimately uh Thank, thankfully, I, I was able to, at some point, pick up the presence of mind to figure out what the advantages were. And, you know, now we find ourselves here, you know, doing some really amazing things. I just got to spend a, a weekend in Arizona with the Grime America guys and Brandon Powell doing breath work and Wim Hof stuff. I was in an ice bath and Joe mm -hmm. Roop was there doing magic. I mean, that sounds like a weird dream that I had, you know? <laughs> Right. Like you drank the mushroom tea and then <laughs> right. really awesome. Exactly. Solution. You know, that is such a great description of it because I have had a lot of those, even though, as we were talking before we pressed record, um, I've been a lot more like isolated and stuck at home. And um, part of that is just responsibilities with kids and my mother, but uh the world nonetheless has gotten more and more trippy and magical like stuff happens and uh it's good that sometimes there's witness for it so that i don't think i've absolutely lost my grip on whatever we've decided reality is at the moment um but i'll have things happen like um you know my cards will leave a pile of themselves in my office for me and I know I didn't do it you know they were literally <laughs> in a box with the lid closed and all of that and so I feel like there is this really cool uh merging together of all these timelines and co-creations that everybody's been working on so I completely agree I'm very excited about this year too I was one of the the outlying more positive um prediction people 
uh, in December, even though I don't usually make predictions like that, but the cards that I pulled uh, were very, very positive for this year and not without, you know, it indicated that there would be some chaos and a lot of that, but to a certain degree, um, the chaos in the human collective and then the chaos generated by ascension expansion energies, which is much more related to space weather than I think most people are aware of. Um, all of that is <laughs> changing things dramatically. Wow, there's just so much going on. I mean, and there's always going to be chaos and there's always going to be mm -hmm. conflict. It's just always, gonna be, if you leave the battle, it'll still keep going. You don't have to pay mm -hmm. attention to it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one thing yeah. that I've really learned this past year, a couple of years, uh, you know, is that I can just leave all of that alone. The soup will stir itself mm -hmm. and I don't have to worry about it. Um, that's, that has nothing to do with me. I don't need to have like a strong like a too strong of a plan either. Like I need to have mm -hmm. some goals and objectives and an idea, but you know, from where we come from, and I don't know, like people talk about the left-hand path or the right-hand path or whatever. I mean, I feel like I'm a positive person, right? Like if, if, uh, mm -hmm. if, 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 if there's a line through the heart of every person and they choose, you know, I, I would consider myself to be like a really positive light type of person, right? Like I, I wear black, I like punk rock, but you know, I, uh, I'm a, I know that I'm at the top sure Jesus would too. So you're good. Yeah, well, nobody's more punk rock than Jesus in 2022. Exactly. Okay? You know, Jesus and Joseph, Joseph Smith have a, like a sober rager at their you yeah. know parents lake house. It would be like the hottest ticket in town. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. But you know, I, I, I know at the top it's, it's God it's love, right? It's just unconditional love at the top. So, you know, yeah. from there, like, what am I going to do other than first of all, surrender, like I'm in an ice bath and then just follow that breadcrumb trail uh, mm -hmm. that the universe is, is laying out. And in the meantime, I'm going to practice things. I'm going to learn skills and uh, chase the things that um, make me curious to understand them better so that hopefully, you know, that synthesis of those 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 two two things occurring that breadcrumb trail and my abilities uh will line up hopefully right because what they mm -hmm. say I, i'm a big fan of the like old school self-help principles but i'm also a big fan of manifestation and less effort mm -hmm. you know but i believe them both simultaneously it's uh <clears throat> i do know, i do and you know what i think the way to reconcile that at least one way that works for me because i don't you know I don't tell anybody else what to think or how to be, but um, what what comes to mind for me with that, um, because I agree with you, there's there's room for both. It's sort of like, uh, you know, Western and Eastern medicine or holistic medicine um, where things work in tandem, but it makes sense that you would need like the old school motivational self-help kind of stuff um, for the hardware, you know, the human brain that we're operating out of and then um the the manifestation and the co-creation is like uh an integration of the higher frequencies that we could access with expansion and then that allows us to be spiritually and energetically in a state of co-creation while our human brains and vessels are doing their biological things. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. Um, you know, we have to have something to believe in and it doesn't really matter. Like you don't have to believe in what I believe in, mm -hmm. just, but you have to have something to believe in where your mind can just relax and stop trying to control and dictate every little thing. Right. And as soon yes. as that happens, it opens up a whole new world. Yeah, it really does. And I mean, I, I would be like, if you looked up type a control freak in the dictionary or encyclopedia, there would be a picture of me um, 15 to 20 years ago, because that was how I operated. And part of that came about um, through growing up in some poverty. Um, Cause you know, in a lot of ways, I, I mean, I'm a blue collar mystic too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's why I <laughs> um, wanted to call it plural yes, because yes. that's what we're all in. You know, I just have so many people who I know would uh would would identify with that and would mm -hmm. you know uh want to hopefully collaborate uh but 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 understanding like hey we're, we're tinkering with the human soul here and that's just what we do mm -hmm. uh, and it just makes me want to kind of shout out everybody who's kind of been hanging around you know uh, maria west yeah. and uh lehman's dollins uh, who's an artist and my friend abby uh abby johnson who's a dream uh interpreter and coach uh, and so many more. I mean, I, I want to have like a hundred people on the panel every week and everybody's uh, got to tell me, Owen, oh, you got to calm down. You can't have yeah. 40 people on a zoom call, <laughs> but I want to, you know, uh, that's just yeah. my nature. <laughs> and well, so I absolutely love that. And it was the drive to get out of poverty, to get out of the trailer park, to be independent and not depend on a man ever because I grew up in the era where women entered the workforce. So that was drilled into my head by my grandmother. And, you know, so I had all of these things that propelled me forward into that. But interestingly enough, now that I'm over here, way on the other side of that, have figured out how to just sort of follow my joy. All of those steps along the way, like the companies that I worked at, the different things that I was exposed to, the different places I lived have all, like you're talking about, you know, following those breadcrumbs, they have all merged together to create something that I could not have imagined. And it, it all really, like everywhere I lived, it gave me experience to be able to understand grid work and um, space weather and uh, how we're physically sensitive to all that. And so if I hadn't done the control freak journey, <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten here. So it's, it's a really interesting balance, I think. Yeah, I think that that's, I mean, that is, that's the whole thing. We all have that story and that's, I think, you know, what we're, meant to share that's the beauty mm -hmm. of it and the excitement you know we get to a point i think where there's everything spiritual self-help all that that's great so then the self-development but understanding that we are who we are and mm -hmm. you know just allowing ourselves to be that appreciating that and then i think things kind of can relax on on that front you know and we can just mm -hmm. kind of embrace that and tell our story and so now you've got this experience behind you and then the um, I would say like awareness to uh, incorporate it and then bring that out. And then and now you can tell people that story. There's a moral there. They can relate to it. They can learn a lesson from it. And if we look at our culture and every culture really is a storytelling culture, 
like mm-hmm. every single one. And the lessons and the ideas, they're embedded in story. So the real masters are using story and not overtly smashing people over the head to, to, to kind of do the, the turnabout and the change of ideas. Right, right. It's innate though. And that's what I'm learning. And that's what I really learned at this last uh, retreat was we're ancient technology. And when you, when yes. you do the breath work, you start doing that, you do the cold water stuff, you do start doing some of these things uh, and, and the magic and, and all these kind of things. And you start realizing, oh my God, like even uh, they, there was there, there was a guy there too who was showing us uh, something that they've been figuring out about the way that indigenous people move as compared to us because we're so adaptable. We've been sitting in chairs and all this and like mm-hmm. how we walk and what our posture is like. I mean, we are ancient technology and we're just learning about it. It's just so close to us. I think that we overlook it. It's kind of, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like, I think the, a lot of the answers are embarrassingly simple. Yes, they really are. Uh, interesting example, um, Serafina and I on Meow podcast, we had uh, a really lovely pranic healer um, and card reader from Delhi, India, and uh, Rinku Bagla, um, B-A-G-L-A-A, if anyone wants to check her out, because she's just delightful. But she came on our podcast, and she's really into numerology and has studied it in depth. And she was talking about different things. And it it came out that uh, nines in your birth date, um, nine is associated with Mars, which is a lot of heat. And also people who want to... Um, like, you know, help the world and educate and help people. <laughs> and Serafina and I, we each have nine of them. Mm. And so like we have, or we have three nines rather. We each have three nines in our birth date. And when, when we told uh, Rinku that she kind of did that, ooh. <laughs> thing. <laughs> and so I asked her, I said, you said it, it makes, it causes heat. Could that uh, have one? experience more inflammation because that's kind of how I think heat uh, can manifest in the body and uh, she said oh yes and then she told us to drink water from a silver cup Uh, you know a non-oxidized clean uh, silver cup but a silver cup and Serafina and I were I mean we weren't skeptical but we had just never heard of that and we I thought well you know uh she just educated us about a whole lot of things uh so we tried this and um we both have various um autoimmune rheumatological sorts of things but we also have an extreme sensitivity to uh the the earth and also what the sun is doing and so um when the solar flares are popping off and whatnot, we tend to have more pain and discomfort and weird symptoms, right? So we started trying this silver water thing and I will be damned if it does not work. And other people have tried it now who also seem to be solar sensitive, which is what I'm calling it these days, um, have seen benefit from it as well because it seems to just quiet the inflammation in the body. And how silly 
if that is the thing that could help so many people who suffer from joint pain and muscular skeletal things, you know? Yeah. I think breath work alone is there's so much there. Uh, mm-hmm. just to the, I mean, again, like let's get down to really basic stuff. What do we breathe? Oxygen. So, you know, it's, it's a, it, it, you know, through doing a lot of those exercises, you can oxygenate your cells and you're priming in them and pumping them mm-hmm. with oxygen. And, uh, and it's pretty cool to do that, you know, and to feel the effects of it because the effects are kind of like you get high, like, Oh yeah. It sounds terrible. Right. Isn't that sound awful? <laughs> I know, right? Um, <laughs> I totally agree. Like for my particular thing that I do, um, I use a circular breathing pattern where you're pausing when you fill up the lungs down into the belly and holding it for however long is comfortable and then releasing it and then pausing before taking in more air so that there's a little interruption in there, but that it's a circular pattern. And that gets people, I mean, myself included, into this state where we can go on a journey together as if we had taken some sort of psychedelic. So I completely believe everything you're saying. Breathwork is so amazing. And I I was a voice teacher. I don't know if you know that. So breathing is a super big deal to me anyway. (laughs) Um, But the the breath work uh your what you're saying is absolutely true yeah. like yeah. oxygenating like cells and uh the average person just really doesn't even breathe but maybe one third the capacity of their lungs most of the time i don't think i even paid attention to my breath uh until i was like 30 i was like uh raft guiding and um I'd had, it was the first time I just thought about it. Like I was like, I just kind of noticed it all of a sudden. I was like, huh, I wonder if I should pay attention to that. Oh, well. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, went on for a while and then maybe another year passed after I started looking into different things. When I started reading, you know, some Eastern philosophy and things like that, where I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> uh-huh. there's uh-huh. a whole, there's a whole branch of, uh, religion, well, not religion, but you know, there's a whole branch of philosophy based on this this one thing that's so funny it is really funny when you put it that way especially um and you know I was very resistant to some things uh meditation being one of them I I was good with visualizations you know like that sort of but for some reason the idea and I think it's because I I had that false belief that was pretty much standard uh, for quite a while that you're supposed to clear your mind rather than you're just supposed to focus on your breath and, and whatever enters your mind, just bring your attention back. Um, and so I have such a busy brain that trying to meditate in the, um, the way it was presented to me as I was growing up was just like torture. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. I, um, I think that so much of the equipment that we have, it's innate and we just, it's so easy to overlook it. You know, I really have, Mm -hmm. uh, I really have, I really have had some experiences just in the past couple of days that made me realize, oh my gosh, even the way we walk and 
move, you know, has been influenced just put by our own adaptability, you know, and not even understanding that the tools that we come naturally equipped with, you know, it's kind of, it's kind right. of wild. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, you got to give yourself wild. the time to play around with and discover this stuff because it, you can't do that in an afternoon, you know, and sure. I, don't, I don't know when like the light came on and I just started asking questions, but it just did. It was 2012. I remember when it happened, but I don't know why, you know, that's the interesting thing about all of this. What's the mm -hmm. cattle? What's your catalyst? What happened? What made you start questioning the world? Were you always curious? Me? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh gosh. Well, um, I, <laughs> that's interesting. That's an interesting question. Before we go, I will answer that. But before we get there, I was going to ask you uh, about w the movement of the body. Like, did you find yourself, did you try, were they having you trying moving your body in a different way to kind of see what that felt like? Was there anything that you discovered with that about your own posture and movement? Yeah, we don't walk straight. Uh, as we, you know, you see people like, they walk like duck feet. Mm, mm -hmm. That's not the way that we're supposed to walk in, in naturally. Uh, if you watch a baby crawl, that's how we're supposed to walk. If you watch a native tribe move, right. They don't sit in chairs. They like, they have different postures that they put you in to rest in for this particular model. It's called GOTA, G-O-A-T-A. It's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not an ex, I'm certainly not an expert on it, but I found it rather intriguing and interesting. And uh, it's something that uh, just seems so obvious. And when you start to see the commonality and the movements, you're like, oh my gosh, that's just like the cheetah and the bear move. Like there's, right. there's commonality right, right. in nature too, with the equipment that where there's consistency. Um, and so, you know, I was really fascinated with that and blown away too with the, the breath work too, you know, like all this stuff that's, you know, we probably did a thousand thousands of years ago, you know, like drums and chanting and all that kind of stuff. And it, mm -hmm. those are things mm -hmm. that we have access to all the time that can really be impactful and usable tools, you know, uh, for our own state and for the creation of you know, all kinds of things. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, um, I, I really believe that. Uh, so when did I get curious? Um, I seem to have not gone through much of veil and amnesia. So what I mean by that is I remember being born. I remember the place where I was. Um, and I actually think I met the person that I remembered being there. Um, it was like, and I mean, it sounds a little cheesy, but it's not exactly like the regular representation of heaven, but it was like, it was like a really fun, peaceful, like you're the best, uh, you know, preschool, uh, nursery school kind of place you could be in just a little school and there was something about it where um, we went there first to get prepared to be born because in the state that we were in, in our natural state, um, it would have been, you know, jarring to go from being like an adult per se 
to suddenly being an infant. So you had this transition period and I didn't want to go. So um, my mother had to come get me and, uh, you know, and I remember that whole thing. And then um, she took my hand and just said, okay, come on, it's time to go. And then um, I remember being in light and being a baby. So I'm a weird person in that I've been fortunate to be with a family that was into Edgar Casey and um, my grandfather uh, was in the Masonic temple and did the whole 33 degree thing. And so I, I was exposed to a lot of stuff. And I remember my first really uh, consciously aware that it was happening astral travel probably when I was about four or five um and then once I told my grandmother about that she was like okay we need to do a little something to make sure you don't uh drift away but um, right right yeah exactly like a five-year-old but see I think we all have those things but we just don't necessarily like we're told that we're just dreaming so we believe that because we're believing the adults around us who are telling us how the world works but um I so anyway I grew up with that but but I also grew up with we don't talk about this at school we don't talk about this at work. We don't talk about this in general unless we know we're in some safe space. Hmm. Um, and part of that was because my grandmother was um, very, very powerful psychic and she was recruited for remote viewing programs and different things. And so she did not want anyone to um, try to take me basically. And she also knew that it wasn't safe for me to just go around saying that to everybody because I could have been locked up at different times. Um, so it wasn't until I was probably in my 20s that I would regularly read cards for people or whatnot. But up until then, it was all pretty much private. And then um, then I got married and I went, had this like really long period of slow uh looking for the non-blaming way to say it uh just the dynamic in our marriage was one where he first thought everything that I was saying and talking about and doing and believing was nonsense and then um after he found religion and wasn't an atheist anymore then um you know I was like burn witch burn so I kind of had to be like secret in my own home you know and in my own family and not really be able to talk to my kids about it for quite a while so it's um been the last five years that I really got to express that outwardly more Mm -hmm. um and so what happened though 2020 was a special year for many I think but in 2019 I started having this awareness of time there's a bunch of podcast episodes about it and I want to talk about you too so I want to take a whole bunch of uh, space right now but um, the perception of time that I started to have was that I started to be able to see timelines 
um, future timelines in a way where it was like uh, I had left myself Easter eggs of things that were markers um, of a very, very long dream that I had had years before, um, which continued to unfold for a while until I got to the point where time awareness, awareness of the fluidity of time became an almost constant thing where I always have a little processing in the background where I can tap into all of the potentials of the situation and kind of what the best thing for me to do is, um, which, which choice I wanna make in that instance. Uh, then when the pandemic happened, I started experimenting with expanding out my energy because I figured out that I, my primary frequency, my primary purpose, um, on this planet and being connected to the grid, uh, the crystalline grid, is to anchor that unconditional love um, by connecting with unity consciousness, source energy, and Gaia. So I knew that that was what I was supposed to do, but I didn't know what to do with it. So I started experimenting with expanding out um, what I would call at the time and still do sometimes my love bubble of this uh, transmuting um, blessing energy to just cover the whole planet. And eventually, like first I was just practicing, you know, with my house or my neighborhood uh, and then my valley because we were having a lot of smoke from fires and I was trying to give people a little more air to breathe. And then um, pretty quickly it became, I was just, hugging the whole planet and um, it was such a beautiful way to bypass all of the ways and not like in the terms of spiritual bypassing but a way of experiencing unity consciousness with people that you you know maybe vehemently disagree with or have uh, even, you know, really dark feelings about in the human experience, this was a way to send love to literally everybody. Um, and that changed my perspective greatly. And so as I worked with that energy, I got to a point where I became multidimensionally expanded in a way that allows me to be fully embodied in the human experience um, with all of my consciousness. And so since that happened, it has just been an exponential accelerated growth of understanding what I'm supposed to do here. And one of the things you said is like following your curiosity. That's kind of how I fell into the whole space weather part of what I do. Uh, and monitoring that is because I heard people talking about the Schumann resonance and I was like, well, I don't know exactly what that is, but it sure seems like when it spikes, I feel a certain way. And so then I started paying attention to it and 
here I am a year later <laughs> mm -hmm. <clears throat> doing space weather updates. So that's the elevator pitch, a really long stuck in the elevator elevator pitch. <laughs>
it sounds silly, but it's true. You just keep exponentially growing. And that doesn't mean it gets necessarily, like I think a lot of people have the fairy tale fantasy that we're, you know, you get to some point where everything is, is easy. Like, you know, you're, I'm never, like, you're never sad or you're never mad or you never have, but that's not what it's like. It's just, you're able to have the human experience while also having a source and connection of inner peace where um, it allows you to process things much more quickly. Like they don't get stuck in you. You know what I mean? They don't get stuck in the system where you're ruminating um, about something because I, I, you know, you're a coach. So I know you've studied a lot about um, habits and motivations and how people think and all of that and feelings the actual feeling only lasts briefly most of the time. It's the, the ruminating um, and the focusing on things that makes them become, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like chronic, you know, <laughs> like being stuck in sadness or being stuck in grief, uh, being stuck in anger. Um, we can really exist in a state of that unconditional love frequency most of the time and you, you still feel things but they just they pass through you more quickly yeah one of the things i couldn't agree more uh, a lot of my uh I, we talk a lot about just not being the emotion just letting it pass but <clears throat> you know i think one place that people kind of get stuck and we talked about this over the weekend i talked with Joe about this. And I talked to my friend James too about it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, we, we just like, people want to ascend. They want to like, they, they kind of get into this like escape mentality sometimes. Yes. I've done it myself. So I can't, I like, I'm sneering, but I, pff, I'm as guilty as anybody that I'm going to make fun of right now. Um, Absolutely. But, I, me but, too, you got, so. but you got one coming uh, everybody. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't work that way because you don't get to jump yeah. out of this. We have to surrender into this human experience and appreciate and value it because mm -hmm. that's it. This is it. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like surrendering, finding a way to do that, you know, into this moment, into this existence and everything that is, I mean, that it's, uh, it's amazing how that will change your outlook too. Um, mm -hmm. because I mean, there is that anxiety. I, I like, I feel, I understand wanting to like resolve into oneness with all of creation and, and all that kind of stuff, but it would, that, that wouldn't be there if you could just do it, you know? <laughs> right. And, you know, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's akin to like the rapture, you know, or something. Right, like. exactly. That is so funny. I just said that to Serafina this last week at some point about how, or it might have been Sarah Forney, but uh, about how a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the, oh gosh, it's so hard not to use hierarchical language, but um, a lot of the lesser developed We'll put it that way. Lesser developed, uh, more new agey spiritual stuff out there where it is like the fairy tale of uh, this ascending thing. It, it fails to see its own self that it has just basically recreated the Judeo-Christian concept of the rapture and a continued uh, hierarchical structure where 
people are better than each other. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's, that's, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And so that's and then, why. And, and then we, you know, disidentify as being human and see how mm-hmm. terrible the world is. And there's no enemy out there other than, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, demoralization. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can drink the toxic poison, the toxic Kool-Aid, then you lose. If you don't, you don't lose, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so I think it's like this wanting to escape, separate, uh, get away from. Yes. And I, and I can't, like I said, I, I've done it. Uh, so I can't mm-hmm. blame anybody for that impulse. But the truth of it is, is that this is it. This is yeah. as good as it gets, you know? <laughs> Well, and it's, it's so cool because you were coming at the same thing just from different avenues, but it, I love that so, so many people are, are coming to that conclusion and being able to express it in their own lane and how it, it appears in your life and how it, it exists in your life because then it is available to more people. But I, it's, I love what you're saying because that is part of what um, part of what I do on my end. The uh, the process that my my guides um, gave me to be able to help people stop trying to escape the human experience, because the the point is that the only way you truly have access to everything and access to your own, you know, gifts or superpowers or however you want to define it, just being able to unlock more of the mystery of the universe is by being fully embodied and like you're saying, surrendered in the human experience. Um, So that's kind of what I do with my consciousness anchoring that I do with people. um, And that that exercise seems to help people to be able to do that a little more easily um, because then they're, they're centered. They know that they have all of their consciousness with them and they are coming from an empowered place instead of this disempowered, hierarchical, crawling out of a pit, crabs in a bucket bullshit. Boy, that was a sentence. <laughs> and a good one (laughs) yeah yeah the only way out is through you know it's Mm -hmm. that's it Mm -hmm. and uh and that what do they say to the obstacle is the way right like that's the confrontation of that that's really that gonna embrace that connect we have to grow we can't just Mm -hmm. you know stay stagnant there's movement there's motion and going toward is gonna have some implications you know there's gonna there's it's it's so funny but yeah I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more that's really well said you know really accepting the human experience is the only way to develop uh, to graduate to whatever you want to call it yeah you you have to embrace this there's no way around it nobody ever complained their way to the top it just doesn't work that way (laughs) yeah really true um one of the little things i do on my patreon is uh and i open it up to anybody who wants to come if they just want to pay for that but it's cheaper to join the patreon because then you get everything else too 
but I do a pleasure and sensuality workshop once a month. And part of the purpose of that is to help people engage the five basic senses and remind themselves why it's delicious to be human, you know? Um, it seems to help people. I know it helps me to remind myself, yeah, and I get to do all of this stuff that feels really good, <laughs> you know? Um, I get to enjoy uh, taste and touch and smell and sight and all of that is amazing. Um, and is part of why we're here. That's why we're here in these, these uh, human spaceships. Yeah, I like that too. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Little interstellar vehicles. Yep. <laughs> That's kind of how I've come to see it. Uh, because when I'm talking to people about fully embodying themselves, I think part of what trips people up sometimes is this idea that like our, our body is small and like our consciousness can't fit in here. And so uh, to me, the human vessel is more like a TARDIS, you know, <laughs> like from Doctor Who, where there's this cavernous space within. And so part of what I tell people when I'm going through that is that, you know, you have your own universe inside you, this infinite space within as it is infinite without. And so there's plenty of room for all of your energy, all of your consciousness, all of your your greatness from all your expressions and all your experiences. Yeah, I'm just kind of like getting uh, very relaxed. <laughs> you have a super <laughs> relaxing voice. I think I bet I bet your meditations are awesome. Well, um, I'll send you a link when we get out of here, but uh, maybe you should try an anchoring sometime. Yeah, that sounds great. I'd love to. Yeah, that would be fun. I would love to do that with you. Uh, it is just as much fun for me and enjoyable as it is for others. Sometimes I do struggle, like I have to make sure I have a certain amount of energy when I start um, because I can, you know, almost like zone my own self out. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait a minute, you're doing a job right now. Because <laughs> um, some of those journeys that I take with people, uh, they just recently started becoming a little more interdimensional, not, not meaning like, um, how am I trying to put this? Ooh. Uh, they're just, they're like liminal spaces. They're, it reminds me of the things you're supposed to see when you do drugs that I have never tried. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. It's like, and so, uh, a lot of times, um, well, a lot of times, I, this has happened about five or six times now out of the 50 or so uh, journeys that I've done with people uh, with no drugs, just, you know, my soothing voice, um, but in breath work, of course, but uh, it's like, I'm, I'm really just sort of there as a guide and I'm, I don't, if it's not some place where I have access to, like my personal consciousness, whatever my um, my coding is, uh, however I was created, right? Um, then I just don't really have a super clear memory of it. It's really interesting how it works. Hmm. 
I, I, I'm fascinated with all these processes because I don't know, they're just so hard to define or explain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be, it really can be. And I, I mean, I'm sure that part of what uh, I, we learned when we were talking to Rinku Aguilar, at least part of what I learned is that that expanding out my love bubble, it's, it's pranic healing that's it's an ancient thing and I I wondered to myself when she was talking about it I thought oh my gosh I went because I had a neighbor when I was probably about seven I think and because we lived in apartments and she was just next door and she was probably like I don't know, grandmotherly age, you know, she and my grandma became fast friends, but she was from India and she taught me a whole lot of things, not a lot of which I consciously remembered, but when, um, when Rinku was talking, I thought to myself, son of a bitch, I bet I just had that, like, I had a memory of her trying to explain pranic healing to me, and that's part of where this came from. <laughs> that energy expansion um so once life again, is funny yeah. that way yeah once again it's ancient it's old it's mm -hmm. not new mm -hmm. it's right here and it uh, is it's right here so um what else you got going on I know you're doing you do coaching right and you're mm -hmm. having all these mind opening experiences Mm hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I'm doing the podcast uh, blue collar mystics. Uh, I've done a bunch of different videos and things on YouTube. I'm doing comedy uh, as well. Um, and uh, trying to get more live events going on mm -hmm. with my friends here. Um, I'm going to start doing a trivia night, I think here too in town. I just got off the phone about that. Uh, oh, but yeah, cool. that sounds like fun. So when you were talking about um, being road dogs, is that what you meant being on the road for comedy? Or just yeah, that and yeah. other things. Yeah, yeah. festivals, yeah. Uh, comedy. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, lots of festivals last summer. I've already done, you know, I, I was on the road. Well, really, I was in the air, but same thing but um same thing. Yeah. yeah the past couple of weeks it was in LA and then Phoenix and then back and forth and um mm -hmm. but I'm calming down for a bit now uh and I know this summer we'll have more opportunities to to travel and do some things I want to try and do a kind of a get together uh kind of a meetup with some folks uh you know uh casual kind of thing uh mm -hmm. at some mm -hmm. point because that just felt so good to connect with people physically you know Oh yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that before we press record. Uh, just being around people again is a really great feeling. I'm one of those like, you know, uh, special people who's had a much higher risk, uh, always, even with a vaccine and everything. So, um, <clears throat> I had to be extra, extra careful. And when I, uh, started dating again for the first time in a really long time, um, I mean, I was too busy doing this goddess thing. I didn't have time for, for that for a little while. Uh, plus, you know, pandemic, how am I going to, you know, especially in my case, it made it like ridiculous to try to uh, meet new people. So when that seemed to be a little more feasible, I started doing that and just simple things like 
holding someone's hand or being, you know, at a having a meal with somebody, um, having someone kiss me has been very interesting. And I've, I've also seen, I feel like, uh, especially like the, the older you get, depending on, I mean, it's affected every generation, but the older you get, one of the things that I've noticed a lot is that, um, a lot of the men had a very hard time over this pandemic period, you know, um, lots of losses and, and grief and isolation and just a lot of things uh, that they're still kind of coming out of, you know what I mean? Whether it's um, social anxiety because they were not around people or um, just kind of being out of practice with certain things, you know. Um, I, I have felt, it's, it's made me just really aware that there's a lot of healing happening right now for people. And I'm sure that all of that friction is catalyst for growth, but it is challenging <laughs> when you are uh, trying to date. And, and meet people online, I would say, because um, half of the time I start to get into a territory where it's more like I'm a therapist, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, and, you know, and I, I'm glad that people feel safe and comfortable with me, right? But uh I have to be able to have my boundaries and go, and I mean, I'm sure men are encountering the same thing with women as well, but it's like, I have to have my boundaries and go, okay, I really feel for what you're going through, but that doesn't mean that I need to date you now and try to uh, codependently nurse you through this period of your life, right. you know? Sure. <laughs> um, you were dating, right? How has that been going for you? Uh, I, I've really taken the past couple of years to focus on healing my own, you know, trauma and mm -hmm. relationship mm -hmm. sort of issues, uh, yeah. because I have had a pretty unhealthy, uh, relationship patterns dating back as far as I can remember. And, mm -hmm. you know, and so that's really what I've been doing for the past couple of years. Um, you know, and so just kind of been living in my bubble as well yeah. on the road a lot too you know and, and moving around and stuff so it's not something that I've pursued too much I, I you know I'm, I, I'm out there you know I'll talk to people and stuff, but, <laughs> you're out there in these streets <laughs> yeah I mean I'm out, I'm out there you know I, I, I go by Bootsy Greenwood you know that's my stripper name so yeah 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 know, I'm trying to make a I'm trying to get multiple streams of revenue going you know and uh <laughs> your only fans is uh, right and that way i can yeah. yeah that's right because that's how rich people do it right but yeah. um yeah it's all about <clears throat> it's all about uh just you know meeting people and, and stuff like mm -hmm. that for me right now and i mm -hmm. i don't really have any strong intention about anything other than working on all my business like i feel like that's my that's my baby right now <laughs> yeah then, yeah i feel that too that's yeah. kind of where i'm at like honestly I, this is gonna 
sound really weird, but um, I don't, I didn't even want to <laughs> like uh, date necessarily, but um, for some reason, my guides were like super, super insistent about it back in November. And like you, I've just uh, acknowledged and taken responsibility for my own patterns in the past with things and come to understand the whole we're all villains and we're we all deserve compassion sort of thing um so same as you you know I've, I've spent a lot of time working on healing that and the only reason I asked about it is I think you might have mentioned it on one of the recent episodes I listened to so I think that's why I I'm on. but um at any rate uh yeah I think that's awesome and I hope that more people do that um, <laughs> well we gotta heal we gotta heal the trauma you know and yeah. uh it's it's yeah. it's it takes time to learn relationships uh there's a lot to that so i guess i'm fortunate that i had you know uh, and i've talked about this too it was like i'm fortunate that i ha you know have had the time to learn uh some of these things because i i think i would have um, wound up in a situation and I almost did, uh, where, you know, I would have been in an incompatible relationship and, and, yeah. and stuck in it, you know, mm -hmm. or committed to that, you know, when it wasn't the right thing. So, you know, there's a lot to learn about relationships. It's not something that I'm too much of an expert on. I've learned a little bit about masculinity and femininity mm -hmm. and, and understanding myself at that level and done some of that mm -hmm. work, right? Like I've read iron John and, mm -hmm. I've done well, and if you ever listen to Jessa, I'm sure you've heard about attachment styles. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the anxious avoidant, avoidant, uh, anxious attachment, insecure attachment. Mm -hmm. um, those really come into play big time as well. Uh, yeah, so we all need to be working on that stuff and letting things go. And like you're saying, learning about relationships and how to uh, get along with each other. And, and, you know, I went through a recent experience. <laughs> Boy, did I have a fun Valentine's day, everybody. Uh, let's see, <laughs> Sunday night, my stalker returneth. Uh, thankfully it's just via text and trying to call me, which I will never answer because uh, you already texted me, but um, that was uh, the night before Valentine's Day, <laughs> and then I spent last night having, like, this, we hadn't been seeing each other for very long, but have very strong feelings for each other, and we basically had, like, an hour-long, extremely difficult, but we were both determined to work through it, like, therapy breakup session with each other <laughs> happy valentine's day but it was it was good though because see i have this weird effect on people and whatever they have that they're not dealing with they're gonna see it it's gonna come up and sometimes that means growth and sometimes it doesn't but uh, at any rate, um, this was the healthiest sort of um, separating of energies that I've ever had with anybody. And I know that we're going to be able to remain friends because of that. 
Um, and he's gonna, he's, he's starting therapy because of my ability to hold space for him in that, uh, in our relationship with each other, however short it was, you know, being able to not blame him and take the time to figure out like what was going on. And we, we both had, it's really interesting because we triggered things for each other that neither of us realized needed to be healed. Um, but because we had such a good rapport and connection, um, we were able to get through that, like without hurting each other, you know what I mean? Like without projecting it onto each other or um, doing some weird codependent thing where we, you know, we have to make this work kind of thing. And instead um, he was just, you know, we were just able to go, yeah, this isn't the right timing. And, and he got to understanding that he just needs to not be dating right now for a while. So it all worked out fine, but you know, in the past, that would have been a huge thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, it's different, you know, with the algorithms and the dating apps and stuff now, it's just mm -hmm. completely different than what it used to be. And yeah, I mean, I guess I'm a little bit more old school <laughs> personally. And, uh, and also, like I said, you know, just really focused on, you know, mm -hmm. doing what I can back here. Mm -hmm. And like the past couple of years, my relationships have gotten healthier, you know, um, mm -hmm. over the past few years, right? As soon as I became mm -hmm. conscious that I was reliving certain patterns and things like yes. that. So <laughs> as soon as I realized that it was like, oh, shit. Yeah, uh -huh. I see that I keep dating the same, yeah. you know, I keep having the same destructive, dysfunctional relationships, I can't blame the other person. For that, I have to figure out, you know, what the common denominator is. I'm in this relationship. I'm a Spanish woman in a lumberjack's body. Holy shit. And, uh, <laughs> and I had to, you know, go get, do some work, you know, and uh, so Fantastic. I love it's, it. it's been work, but you know, it's, <laughs> it, it really comes from examining a lot of that childhood mm -hmm. stuff and where those patterns come from and integrating some things and accepting a lot about ourselves that you know, I think it, you get to the point where you can prepare yourself to, mm -hmm. to meet that person. Otherwise the universe is not going to just throw them into your life. It was like, send me my twin flame and yeah, make, make me ascend. Yeah. Have fun. I, don't, I, don't I can't wait to hear your report yeah. on that one. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not a, I don't ascribe necessarily to the whole twin flame thing. I think we're all just whole and then we attract others, you know, that, resonate with us but um I it was interesting because he 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 did he like we both did that for each other in the most loving way possible and um he triggered something that I did not even realize was there or needed to be healed from my childhood and my upbringing which was like that feeling of which brings it all back ladies and gents and non-binaries to um blue collar mystics is that uh I had like this deep seated um that feeling of 
like shame and guilt and needing approval and seeking approval left over, like the hurt left over from being, um, and, and I say this because I lived it, so nobody get offended, but the, the crippled trailer trash orphan. Dear listeners, the part got cut off where I was explaining that statement I just made, that shocking statement, because I was born with a deformity, a birth defect, and we did indeed live in trailers, and I grew up in very meager means. And I went on blathering about that for 30 seconds while we were completely disconnected. So, back to me wishing I'd shut up. I'm not looking for a soulmate. I just want to go to the movies with somebody, you know, like you, it's easy for you to be like, oh, well, whatever that, cause you have a life, <laughs> you're not, you know, home taking care of uh, a mom with dementia in her own dwelling, thankfully. And my youngest um, who's 17 and in his senior year and has his own issues and everything. So I just want to be able to, um, you know, go for a hike or go to the movies or something with somebody. So that's really what it's more about for me right now. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I, uh, that's nothing wrong with that. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so anything in particular coming up except for more awesome episodes, um, of your podcast? Yeah. More awesome episodes of the podcast. Uh, you know, it's going to be a busy, exciting summer, but I don't have any announcements at the moment, but I just want to say to anybody, thanks for taking the time to listen and, 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 um, you know, please do. We are all blue collar mystics. That's the point, right? Like we're all tinkering around and figuring this thing out. Um, and I love hearing people's stories and that's really actively um, what I would love to share on this show is please, you know, send, if you have a cool story about your awakening or, you know, however you dub that doesn't have to, <laughs> it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like holy or anything, but you know, what happened when you started asking some questions about, the universe and reality and yourself, you know, you can shoot me an email or a short voice note and I would love to hear it and share it out with our audience. That's really my like passion. I'm finding a lot of like really badass coaches and stuff who are willing to share uh, like a, a short story. I found a, a, a poet friend of mine and um, another friend, another friend who uh, is a comic book publisher. So I've, we got some really cool little vignettes coming out as far as people sharing their stories. And I try to keep those, you know, uh, digestible. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the live streams are kind of a party. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I enjoy all of the episodes and um, listeners, you should definitely go check out blue collar mystics. It's, it's uh, very enjoyable and everybody has room to be themselves. And I, I appreciate that. And it's always entertaining, of course, because you and your friends are very funny. Um, <laughs> and I really appreciate you coming on and talking with me. And so, uh, the listeners can find you at bluecollarmystics.org. Um, I'm actively working with, uh, my friend, James Thomas, you can find him at Sonic portal. Uh, we're creating a, an offer, a coaching offer that we'll be announcing soon. 
Um, but in the meantime, bluecollarmystics.org. And then you can find me at, at bootsygreenwood.com and I'm Bootsy Greenwood all over the place. That's my handle uh, mm-hmm. online. So you can find me that way. And uh, I'd love to connect. I'd love to hear from you. We have a Facebook group and a Telegram and all those types of things. I'm trying to spin all the plates, all the digital plates, you know? I know, right? <laughs> We're on Rockfin. I got Patreon, you know? Uh-huh. It's oh, a lot, gosh, but a yeah. Lot. Yeah. yeah, I'm still adjusting to starting a Patreon <laughs> back in October. I can't, I just, I I need to have a, a little more narrow focus, but um, go check out Owen Bootsy. Greenwood on all of those places and make sure if you come to a live show you bring some dollar bills (laughs) (laughs) that's right I'll dance for them (laughs) that's right you don't know you know what I'm wearing under these jeans (laughs) these things they 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 pull off (laughs) (laughs) it's got the velcro (laughs) on the sides oh my gosh well thank you so much this has been the best conversation i look forward to talking with you again soon (laughs) oh that was great thank you so much i really appreciate it andrea cats and kittens let me tell you about meow podcast on youtube This is our collaboration between myself, Andrea Land, Grieving Goddess, and Serafina of Fraggle Ing with Serafina. It's hard to believe that we have been doing Meow Podcast, M-E-O-W-W, on YouTube for almost a year now. Watch for a lot of exciting upcoming events this year. We host a global panel discussion and healing conversations about topics including metaphysical, socio-political, health, really all about aspects of human and non-human life. So come join us on Meow Podcast. Please like, subscribe, hit that alarm button so that you get notifications of our episodes when they drop. We have many guests from Grooving Goddess and also from Fraggling with Serafina, as well as entirely different guests that you're not going to get on other podcasts. So come listen, watch, and enjoy Meow Podcast today. You can also find and follow our page on Instagram, the Meow Podcast, and send us a DM if you would like to be on the show, or you have any questions or comments, or just want to say howdy. So come on down and start your stuff with us cats and kittens in these healing conversations. Meow Podcast. It's not a vibe. It's a frequency. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed living it and then editing it and putting it out for all of you. It was, I really do like listening to my conversations with people a bit after the fact, because I I always have a different perspective. It always seems to fit in with the moment that I'm in and oftentimes with where the world is at. Very beneficial. I had forgotten until I listened that we touched on breath control and voice coaching a little bit. And I just wanted to mention that I am doing that now. It's free to patrons to come to the weekly group session 
For now, I'm making it also free to the public, so watch for those announcements on my story or posts on various social medias with the Zoom link. Um, you don't have to turn on your camera or your mic. It's a half an hour. I give you some voice tips, you know, vocal exercises. We practice it a little bit. I explain it. And then we interact, maybe seeing if anybody feels like it. But there's never any pressure to do that until you feel ready. And that's the whole point is that I want to give people tools that make them feel more free to express themselves, more confident to express themselves. And the breathing and the vocalizing and all of that with vocal training is very good for your body. And it's a, a way to get the same sort of benefits that you get from breath control or meditation or perhaps chanting things that maybe haven't resonated with you in the past. Uh, but you might be someone who likes to sing or wants to be able to speak more clearly or communicate and project in meetings or uh, even when you're making content online, whatever it is. Or if you just want to come have some fun, because we're still allowed to do that, you know, we get to have fun every day. You get to decide to have fun. And I know some of you out there are going through a hard time right now and you're saying, Beach, please. I am not feeling fun, but I just want to remind you that you can take a break from being sad. You can take a break from grieving. You can take a break from worrying. You can take a break from being anxious. You can take a break from being angry or sad. We don't have to stay stuck in a feeling or stuck in an experience. It doesn't mean that you're not honoring what's happening. This is part of the reason why sometimes people laugh at funerals or have strange reactions to things. It's because we need that tension break, that comedy to shake us out of our spot and shift the energy a bit. So at any rate, you're welcome to be joining that. And thank you for joining us for this episode. And I should, I don't want to make a firm commitment because every time I say that life gets bananas, but I am in the process right now of editing and exporting and uploading and preparing the footage for the Awakening Mintaka Symposium. And I'm fairly certain, barring any more bananas things happening, uh, you'll be getting at least an episode a week. So Thank you for still being here. Thank you for following me, liking things, subscribing, all of those wonderful things you do. And if you enjoy an episode or you enjoy something from Meow or you enjoy something that, you know, one of us posts, remember that this is the only way people find out about us. So share stuff that you like. Much love. I had me a boy, turned him into a man. Showed him all the things he didn't understand, whoa, and then I let him go. Now there's one in California who's been cursing my name, cause I found a better lover in the
two, three, they're gonna run back to me. Cause I'm the best baby that they never gotta keep. One, two, three, they're gonna run back to me. They always wanna come, but they never wanna leave. Exes and yours, they haunt me. Like girls, they want me to make them all. They won't let go. Exes and yours. I had a summer lover that I knew all things. Kept the warm on the willow, left the frozen in the spring. My, my, how the seasons go by. I get high, and I love to get low. Hey. 